Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. We are, as usual, so glad you are still riding with us. Today's topic, we're going to waste no time getting into it. (laughs) Um, We won't go and give you all the details yet, but I'm going to hit you with the fact that today uh, we are talking about women's sexual health and sex in general. How do we get here? We got here because Wild Black talks about any behavior in which we as black folks have to operate in a nuanced manner, Mm. primarily because of the color of our skin. Anything we have to do differently because we are black or brown. And some of our listeners hit me up and said, hey, you may not be thinking about this, but inside of my sexual life, I operate differently because I'm black. I have different thoughts and different things that I need to overcome. And so today we're going to go deep, no pun intended, on that topic. (laughs) now love it (laughs) like we told you early on art and i are by no means experts in all these topics so we are always going to bring you someone who's an expert in the field who can give you real credible valuable information and just get you right i think i'm close to an expert (laughs) i'm joking joking. (laughs) we'll ask your wife she could tell her. She validated for me. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, we got a little housekeeping. We want you to share this podcast. We tell you every episode because it's that important. We are growing so fast, so ferociously that I love it. But we can always grow more. Hit us on all our social medias. Our IG is wild underscore black. Our Twitter is wild black PC. Our Facebook page is Wild Black Podcast, and our email is wildblackpodcast at gmail. Don't hesitate. Hit us up with suggestions, questions, recommendations on the topic, or a guest. Just talk to us, and we'll talk back. But now that that business is out the way, 
Art, brother, how you feeling about today's topic, man? I'm excited. I'm excited about this topic. <laughs> this is going to be a great topic. Did you hear how fast he <laughs> said yeah, that? Yeah, I, I was waiting because this, this, is, this is a good topic. Um, not only for us, but it, it's a fun topic. It's something that people think about but don't talk about, mm-hmm. uh, and we need to talk about it. Yeah. And it's fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this one. Yeah, like, yeah. This is probably my most exciting one on a, uh, on a fun level. Like, we get into some serious topics, we get into some fun topics, and this is going to probably play the balance between... It's a good mix of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good yep. mix of both. And so it's like we're evolving a little bit in the content and how we build it out. So I I, I like it for that uh, yeah. example, but also because we're talking about sex. So <laughs> if you don't like sex, then I I, I don't know I don't even trust missing. you. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. I don't even trust right. you. Your nature is is off by something. But yeah, <laughs> yeah no, we, we, we should, this is, this is going to be a fun one. Man, Absolutely. So listen, um, I want to go ahead and jump into the guest. I want to introduce Mika Nicole to the show. Welcome, ma'am. Hey. How you doing today? Great. How are you all? Man, mm. we can't mm. complain at all. Good. <laughs> mm. Art is going to walk you through uh, Mika's profile, background, and a little information, and then we're going to hand the mic over to her to just kind of lace us with a little bit more about what she does and who she is. Yeah. Yeah. So Mika Nicole is a licensed and professional counselor. Sex educator, life coach, author, and motivational speaker. Uh, who is what built- do you don't do? Right. <laughs> in there. Um, she's built a, a thriving practice based here in Atlanta. Um, in two mate counseling, she has earned both a bachelor's and a master's degree uh, and is the creator of the Sex and Sensuality Educational Intimacy Seminar with sold out events across Georgia, New York. South and North Carolina. I'm excited to hear more about what that really is. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So we 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 are glad that you're here with us, Mika. Thank and you. Any words you want to open up with too? Well, I just wanted to say intimate um, counseling. It's a play on words. It's into mate mm-hmm. because the goal is for you to be into your mate, into you your partner. You mind spelling it out for them so they know how to get you, and yes. they're, they're not trying to type in intimate. Right. It is I N T O M A T E. Beautiful. Counseling. In to mate. That's right. So you're into your mate, you're into your partner, and that is on all levels. Right. Um, loving, sexually, um, emotionally, physically, all, every aspect, spiritually. Um, so my goal with that is to help couples develop a healthy relationship. Right. And long-lasting relationship. That's so that's why I came up with that particular name. And... Um, Sex and sensuality is evolving. We're kind of moving around and we're changing the name to Blushing Whispers. But hmm. sex and sensuality started in 2013. And the reason why I started it is because I noticed a lot of my friends didn't feel confident in um, expressing themselves sexually in the bedroom. So they would say things like, well, I need some alcohol in my system before I dance for my man, you know, or before we have sex, I need to have some alcohol in my system. So I'm like, well, I need to be able to teach women that it's okay to embrace your sexuality and your sexual needs and express it soberly (laughs) and confidently. So um, I decided to do this. I decided to do a um, seminar the very first one was August, I believe it was August the 17th, 2013. 
could have been 2012, but it was August the 17th. And um, I thought, well, I'll probably have about 10 women come out and we just learn how to walk sexy, talk sexy, exude sensuality naturally. You know, I'm thinking it was going to be something like that. But the more I planned it, it turned into this huge event where we talked about aphrodisiacs. Um, we did a sexy, they learned a sexy dance routine. Um what else? We had food. We had a bartender. Is that only for women? It was. It's only for women. Oh, okay. okay. I just wanted to make sure our listeners. It's only for women. Yes. Bro, you had signed um, up that. Yeah. <laughs> it's only for women. The seminars are only for women, but mm-hmm. the private parties mm-hmm. can be couples. It can be a girls' night out. It could be a bachelorette party. It could just be some men that may want to understand sex with women. But um, so the first one, we ended up having sex toys, too. We talked about different sex toys and we just had a, a very lively conversation. We ended up having about 40 women sign up and I had to turn women away because it's a good problem to have a great mm-hmm. problem to have. And then it just built from there. So our crowds just begin to get larger and larger um, up to about 80 women each time. That's dope. And I change it each time. We do a different topic. So the first one was aphrodisiacs and how to incorporate that into your sex life. The second one, I think we did, um, we talked about orgasms and how to reach your G spot. And then we incorporated the sex toys. So it was like a, a play back and forth. It was me on the education and her on the sex toys. And we just, it was just so awesome. It sounds so, like so. Can I? Yeah. I'm gonna ask you a question. Go ahead, ask me a this, question. This is a good one. So, why are you talking so low, bro? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to be sexy. Leave mm. him alone. I'm meeting you where you are. So, so at the events, did they actually play with the toys too? Well, we, we didn't just have, talked about it. We talked You're about nasty, the toys, bro. and we. I want the listeners to understand kind of where we're going. So, yeah. you know, I got to throw it out there. The listeners the, was in um, air quotes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the actual um, vibrators, mm-hmm. they were able to feel, you know, it's just, it, it was a great mix of a sex toy party. Like, you know, when they go out and do like the bedroom candy sex toy party. Yeah. Um, so it was a great mix of educational sex piece of it and the toys. So they were able to play with some of the toys, not actually use the toys. Yeah. The bedroom but play candy joints, they look hand. like little makeup kits and all that type of stuff. Right, Discreet. right, okay. right. We even did one on um, role play, and it was so much fun because I like to use a lot of games and um, interactions. So we had to break up into teams, and mm. they had to come up with a role play scenario. And demonstrate it to the audience on how they would use it in their bedroom, on their team. Oh, that's cool. It yeah. was so much fun. So we do. Sounds like it. We make it interactive um, and engaging. The last one we did, we um, did like a taste. We did the five senses. So we did right. touch, taste, smell, hear. Um, and they each had to go to each station and do something to engage those senses. Because the more you engage your senses, the higher your sensuality is, the more likely you have an orgasm with you with your partner. So it was it was they're they're very fun. They're very fun. We do private events, too. So we do some birthday parties. We do bachelorette parties. Um, We did a big birthday party. 
last year that turned out super, super well. So we we have fun with it. That's good. While you were talking, mm-hmm. I noticed your shirt for the first time. I was trying ah. to throw my laugh. Have, have y'all peeped out her shirt? Her shirt says Moner. <laughs> with, a pink, with a pink M. With a pink M. That looks so like a lady. this is my logo, my Mika logo ah. for um, those parties. So I came up with these shirts and boy shorts. Right. So they're Moner. Um, one of them is mm, tasty. And yep. uh, what I put my order in for the wife. Just you can you can put an order in before we leave. Okay. Okay. Um, so I did this a few years ago because I wanted people to be able to you could wear it out right. in public if you want to, but it really was for your for the bedroom. Is it is it supposed to be an expression of you? of your sexuality? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just bringing that confidence full circle. I'm gonna do my basically. shirt would say more please, more please. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You could do that. I would be yeah. don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> but I do wear this shirt out and I get a lot of questions. They're like, oh my gosh, can you tell me more about it? So it's, it doesn't necessarily say that I'm a moaner, but you know, if that's who you are, right? you know, then yeah, wear it. That's dope. Be confident. That's what's up. That works well. The little boy shorts say moaner on the back. Mm. It's really cute. Mm. <laughs> mm. There's a lot of visuals, like like <laughs> in the session today. Like, yeah, like, no mm. doubt. <laughs> Boy shorts, Mona on the back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Amazing. one of the things we want to do, like we always do, is um, not that the room is not already warmed up from the conversation thus far, <laughs> but we want to go through our um our warm up, or as you now know, our um our wild black shit. <laughs> so let's jump on into that and see what these questions look like today. <laughs> we got some good ones. So this is to to help ease the room, even though the room's right. warm. Uh, okay. We already talked about moaning and mm-hmm. vibrators. Right. We, we, we jumped right in. <laughs> Changing it up just a little bit. Okay. Um, if you had a honey bun, right, just a honey bun. A honey bun. Is it better warmed in the microwave or is it better just cold out the... Warmed in a microwave. Do you, um, what, what What would you have with that warm microwave honey bun? I love sweet tea, so I'm having sweet, sweet tea. Sweet tea with a honey bun? <laughs> <laughs> Your teeth gonna fall out on sight, on bite. Your teeth are gone. Your teeth are gone at first. Bite. Well, I love sweet tea. I can't Damn. help it. Wow. I know it's sad. I just got diabetes. Right. <laughs> I, just, I just got the <laughs> oh lordy I mean I guess you could have milk too that's that's the only answer that's acceptable in my book okay well milk no you got uh-uh. hey, be you yours is sweet tea sweet, sweet tea, tea and mine is sweet tea but I'm just saying visit. and a <laughs> dentist visit <laughs> right. and a cavity right. <laughs> <laughs> we need a root canal stacked <laughs> Well, I do have interesting combinations. Oh, sure. <laughs> I was going to say, tell us another interesting combination, dog. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not for this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, another oh. question. All right, if somebody asked you, you want grape or red, what are they talking about? Kool-Aid. Amen. <laughs> That's the <laughs> official black card. If you need to get into a a, a, a picnic, 
That's the question. That's the code question right, right there. There you go. If they By don't the get way, that right, anybody who over. gets that wrong on this show, they, we might have to kick them off. We, we may have made a, a bad <laughs> error. Right, we made an error in yeah. our host select, yep, in our yep, guest selection. Yep. That's, the, that's the entry point question right there. If they say juice, is that okay? Uh, mm, nope. No, it has to be Kool-Aid. It has to be Kool-Aid. <laughs> like, you see how easily you answer? At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That Kool Aid, mm-hmm. Mika, you want grape or red? Juice. juice. <laughs> no. <laughs> I take strawberry juice, please. If somebody <laughs> if somebody says juice, they are instantly a spy. You a spy for the other side. Right. You a spy it for was the creatively others. that you came up with juice, but no, it ain't juice. <laughs> the next question needs to be: At what temperature do you deep fry catfish? Get your, get your ass out of here. Get your ass out of here. Man. We know you voted for Trump. Get the hell out of here. Right, right. All right, you know what? We're going we're gonna to hit you with the last one. This is probably the coolest question I okay. think we, we have. Oh, uh, boy. What do you love most about being or, or life while being black? Mm. Let's see. Um, everything. I say what everything. Everything. Yeah. I love my blackness. Yeah. And I love myself, so everything. That's what's up. That's probably the best That's answer, yeah. Yeah, it's simple to the point, one word. Ain't nothing I don't like about this. That's right. Cool. cool. Well, <clears throat> we are officially warm. Er. Warmer. <laughs> so we um we always have a literary piece, a composition. Okay. It's always applicable to the theme of the show. And today's no different. When I found this quote, and this is actually, this is the first quote or literary piece we've had on the show that's not from an African-American, but I thought it was so fitting for the conversation that we're going to have. So I'll take a second and read it. If sexuality is one dimension of our ability to live passionately, then in cutting off our sexual feelings, we diminish our overall power to feel, know, and value deeply. Judith Plaskow. So hearing that, Mika, what are the what are the first thoughts that you have about that quote? And let me know if you want me to read it again. Yeah, read it one more time. I'm if sorry. sexuality is one dimension of our ability to live passionately, then in cutting off our sexual feelings, we diminish our overall power to feel, know, and value deeply. And while, while you're thinking, I, I'll give you my quick thoughts. Mm-hmm. I feel like what she's what she's talking about and what she's relating this to is almost like we have five senses. And if for whatever reason we lose one of those five senses, then we lose an innate portion of, of who we are. Now, in that case, our other sim- senses optimize to kind of make up. But if you lose sight, that's a big part of who you are. Exactly. And so we've, we have all these things that make up our person, the way we love, the way we feel, even the way we look. But sexuality even though so many people run from it or are ashamed from it, sexuality is a part of who you are as a person. You have a sexual makeup. You are built and designed by God or whomever you believe in in a manner that makes you behave in a certain sexual way. 
right? You might like this position or this type of person, or you might like pain versus pleasure, or you might like to be made love to, or you might like it slow. You've got all these preferences that make you who you are. And if you cut yourself off from that aspect of your being, then how do you live a completely fulfilled life when you're, when you're holding yourself back from something that you naturally want, something that's built inside of you? And I, I just think it's a great point because I know some of the topics that we'll touch on today, especially from a black women's standpoint, but what do you, what do you think about it? I love that quote. And I also agree with everything you said. And on a higher level, sex creates life. Right. So even if we just look at it from that standpoint, we have to have sex to bring life forth. And if we're not engaging in it, how are we bringing life? Right. About. So I think she made a very, very good point. And I love the points that you made as well. And I also feel like we don't ever want to say that we aren't sexual beings at all um, because it puts us in a space of we're not feeling whole. Right. And you can't deny it. It's there. It exists. So embrace it. Right. And you can always embrace it in a healthy manner. Right. And I think everybody look at sex as unhealthy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and dangerous right? because of so many things that have happened. I know so many people who are interested in different types of sex, interested in toys, Mm -hmm. dressing up various apparatus, but are so scared to walk into like a novelty store, adult sex shop. Mm -hmm. Like that kills me. I'm, I'm the kind of person like if it's something that I want, the first thing I recognize is I'm not alone in that in that feeling. That's true. I have, I have anyone who knows me knows I have no shame when it comes to going after something that I want, and that's in any capacity. Art, what are you thinking, bro? I like the fact that in, in Mika's opening, she talks about life, right? It, yeah. Sexuality is is life. Like you you you're created. You you create humanity, or you create humans from from sex. And if you break it down that way, then, I mean, it is a critical piece of being a human. A human yeah. So even even like in this quote, when, when she says one dimension of our ability to live passionately, I completely agree. Like you, you embracing it and then understanding what sexuality is to you and understanding the core of why, what sex is and then building on that, I think, is, is a powerful um, way to have a more fulfilled life. Yeah. And it's like it's essential to you expressing how you feel to your lover, to your partner. That is the ultimate expression of your love for right. that person. And that's aside from one night stands and, you know, right. just casual sex. I'm talking about when you're married or when you're just with mm-hmm. somebody that you're, you know, you love. That's your ultimate form of expression of that love. Right. When you mentioned life being about creation, it made me think, and you know, I know I am a man of faith and religion, but the first thing it made me think is when you, when you boil it down to the fact that without sex and sexuality, there's no life, then that takes me directly to the point of if God blesses us with the ability to create life Mm -hmm. and we embrace and push forward all these God given attributes that we have, why do so many of us tend to cower back from sex? Understanding fully that if it's about creation and God is ultimately responsible for creation and pass that responsibility on to us, then why are we so afraid of our sexual natures? 
Just a thought. That's a great thought. Um, but if we get deeper into that, it's more you have to think about a lot of people have shame. A lot yeah. of people have fear. Right. Um, and then a lot of people have had negative sexual experiences. Right. Right. And that makes it hard for them to express their sexuality. Right. In a healthy manner. Yeah. 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 So. That's fine. Right. Well, well, listeners, today um, we are going to skip the civil wrong. Don't be disappointed. It's for a very good reason. <clears throat> this is the first episode that we've opened up to our listeners and our supporters for questions. Um, I did that primarily because the topic came from our listeners. So I only felt it was right to open up the question section to our listeners. So our listeners, some of our personal friends, have all pulled together some amazing questions <laughs> that uh, we want to have as much time as possible to go through. So what you'll hear from us will be initially some of the questions directly from Art and I on the show uh, with some influence from people. But we will you'll be able to tell when we move into the personal questions. So I hope you all benefit greatly from this. I hope that someone reduces or removes the shame that they have. And I hope someone hears a question that either they asked or they wonder about, and it has a positive impact. So we're going to move into our question section. So the very first question, we're going to start off real light, real vanilla. <laughs> Explain to us exactly what a licensed professional counselor and sex educator does. Okay, so as a licensed professional counselor, I provide counseling and therapy um, to individuals. My practice, my niche is... Um, Couples, LGBT community, heterosexual couples, um, and women. Mm -hmm. that's, that's my focus. I do a lot of trauma counseling. I do a lot of counseling surrounding um, sexual abuse. And then I do a lot of counseling surrounding, you know, couples issues. Right. As well as fertility. Um, so women's health. And um, grief. Gotcha. That's what I do. As a sex educator, my goal is to help, first help adults become more comfortable talking about sex. The more we talk about sex, the least likely we will have incidents of um, sexual abuse and rape in our society because we're talking about it and we're embracing it. Mm -hmm. um, and then also to get adults to talk about it with their kids the more knowledgeable a child is about sex, the least likely they will be abused sexually right. because they can speak out. If they know that this is my vagina, this is my penis, they can say things like, you're not supposed to touch my penis. Right. And then the person is like, what? They ain't going to do it because they're, they're looking like, okay, this person, this little child knows better right. and will say something, will speak up. Right. It empowers them. So that's my goal with teaching about sex. And um, so I do some work with teens as well, helping them learn more about sex. And um, it just helps decrease. The more you know, it helps decrease STD rates, um, unwanted pregnancies, teenage pregnancies, because then you know how to protect yourself from those things. Right. So one thing you mentioned was trauma. Yeah. It's not a scripted question, but I want to ask this. With the Me Too movement going on, it's kind of kickstarted a lot of conversation about 
behavior, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes me think about sexual trauma. I was listening to a dope podcast that I like called Horrible Decisions. Mm-hmm. And it goes, it's everything sex. It's both everything from the sometimes nasty and disgusting to the educational to the, oh my God, I can't believe someone does that or says that. But every episode I learn, and they were talking about sexual trauma, and they introduced me to this chart or this pyramid. It made me think about Maslow's hierarchy of need, but it's mm. a, pyra- a pyramid of sexual trauma. And I don't remember everything on it, but like for our listeners, I, I wanted to you know, be able to talk through, the- through this just a little bit to help you understand what qualifies as sexual trauma. And like even at the bottom of the list with things like getting unsolicited dick pics is mm-hmm. a form. Um, they talked about ghosting, the fact that when you're having sex with a woman, if you take the condom off without her knowing, yes. you are violating and ghosting down to the way you talk to verbalize your opinion in the bedroom. Can you take just a second and just talk? I think it's important for our listeners to understand a little bit more about sexual trauma, because I think there are a lot of women out there, especially mm-hmm. who might be dealing with stuff and wonder why they're struggling, but won't accept that it's sexual trauma because it doesn't meet the standard definition of rape he threw me down and took it from me yeah um that that does exist a lot of people well let let me just say this a lot of women recognize sexual trauma the person doing it doesn't recognize Uh, that it's good point okay traumatizing and that's why it's important for people to understand the word no Mm. what our society have done is try to teach women how to say no Mm -hmm. but it's not the woman saying no is how you hear no. Uh, gotcha. And that's the problem with us. We're not hearing no. We're not recognizing what we're doing to cause sexual trauma to someone else. So it's more so about understanding what is sexual trauma right. to someone else. So so that we are more aware of how what, what we're, we're doing, doing exactly. can impact or be taken. Exactly. Gotcha. So, so unsolicited dick pics. Exactly. It's like when you send a a picture of your penis, you don't know what this woman has experienced in her life. Right. You know, she may have experienced some type of um, sexual trauma growing up, and maybe that's what her perpetrator did. Gotcha. Took a lot of pictures of himself and sent them to her. So now you've hit a trigger. So now you've triggered her, you know, or him. Because, right. you know, it happens to men, too. Right. Men don't talk about it, but it happens right. to men, too. Yeah. So it's more so you just being aware to say, let me ask what it is that she wants. But men don't like to do that. Men don't worry about they, Ma'am, do you mind if I, upon occasion, um, email or text you uh, pictures of my dick? Please? And it is doesn't even okay? have to be like that. It could be more, <laughs> you know, you can make that a real conversation. Right. Um, but the the thing is, men, a lot of men, they feel like they know. They feel like they are already experts, like right. someone said in this room. <laughs> and they, I was joking. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm a lifelong learner. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, we don't know. You yeah. know, we know what works for one person, mm-hmm. but we don't know what worked for this next person. So opening up the conversation to say, you know, I don't know how you could put it. You could say something like, or really you could just fill the person out. But yeah, you can, you can ask. I, I want to send you something sexy. Is that okay? Right. You can make it a sexy conversation. But yeah, you can say, do you mind if I send you something sexy? I'm trying to send you a, you know, I'm trying to give you a little foreplay today. 
but yeah, talking about things, talking about it before you it happens. Right. And then you know, first off, a man who takes off the condom during sex. Right. You know that's a violation. Right. Be, first one. off, it's right. a it's a violation to the woman because you're not giving her the choice to decide. Right. There's no consent there. There's no consent. But then you're violating your own self because you know you don't want kids. Right. Because right. most of the times they always say that I don't want I don't want to have kids. But then you don't want to wear a condom to avoid having kids. You put the responsibility on the woman. Well, you need to be on some type of birth control. No, if you don't want kids, you don't want an STD, you put on a condom. You protect right. yourself. Just because she gave you the authority and the approval to insert yourself into her doesn't mean she gave you approval to expose her or yourself to whatever else is lurking behind. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a kind of a basic thought of don't disrespect yeah. her. Yeah. And don't disrespect yourself by doing something that is so unmanly. Yeah. Exactly. It was a um, an article I read where the lady, she went to the man's house and... She turned down sex. Well, he left her alone. He finally left her alone. And then she woke up. He was like masturbating in front of her. And she said she didn't feel sexually um, assaulted or traumatized. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, well, I don't feel like it was anything wrong with that. But there is something wrong with that. I agree. Because you did not ask my permission I don't want you masturbating in front of me, especially while I'm asleep. You know, I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't know if I would have woke if I hadn't woken up, if you would have right. tried to rape me. As you got into it, what are you going to do next? What yeah. are you going to do next? If I turn down sex with you, then that means all forms of sex. Right. And people don't think masturbation is a form of sex, but it is a form of sex. Right. It's solo sex. Yeah. You know. And that's like really weird too, like. God, it is weird. Like, what? Very weird. I had a college roommate. We walked in, and he was having safe sex with himself. He was masturbating into a condom. Now, that's fine. He was so damn embarrassed. Well, we well, talked shit about him for the rest of the year. Why did you year. do that? That's crazy. Because I, I was 18 and 19, <laughs> and, like, it's fun to say, this nigga was having safe sex with himself. Right. Like, he, he, there's no reason for him to be safe well, with himself. Probably, right? What do you have that you don't want to give to you? It probably wasn't <laughs> actual safe sex. It probably was the sensation of the lube inside the condom well, that well, made him feel better. What he told us. He, was doing it. he said, man, cleanup's easier. <laughs> and, 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 and that's the other thing I was going to say. And the cleanup is easier. Oh, he had a rational <laughs> thought process. And the cleanup is easier. You and his shooting across the room. Do I need to check my bed with a black hat? <laughs> oh, All right, okay. So we, we got a ton of questions. I want to get through some more of them. But I think an important one is the fact that we are on wild black. So that means everything relates to us being black or brown people. Yes, so yes, yes. when it comes to sexual health, what's black about it? So what's black about it in our sense is more so black women are more exposed to sexual assaults. Right. Um, they're least likely to have their cases pr prosecuted. Right. Um, 36% are ca of black cases that are reported are prosecuted, actually sent for prosecution. Wow. 76% oh, wow. of white cases are prosecuted. Wow. So, and that's uh, what's reported. And that's what's reported. So yeah. do, do you think that ties wow. back to like the old school thought of black women are sexually loose, perverted, we are here mm -hmm. 
for that purpose. Yes, and that was going to be my next um, topic. See, we vibing. We right yeah, we're together. vibing. That women, black women, are seen as sexually loose, like you said, mm -hmm. hypersexual. Right. Sexually um, responsible. That they have to have sex, and that they these they're these lusty women that you got to have sex with. Hmm. Um, silence surrounding sex. Right. You know, in our families, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. It's it's not something to talk about. It's even not that prevalent for a lot of women, black women, to hear about their cycle. You know, that process starting. Right. Um, think about religion. You know, black right. community, especially in the South, are very into the church. So they're not talking about mm -hmm. sex. Because it's right. like, if I talk about it, she's going to have it. But that's not true. Right. If you talk, talk about it with them, you are empowering that and black woman. And when she woman. does have it, perhaps she has it more responsible. And she will be more responsible. And again, least likely to be assaulted. I'm thinking about um, our previous episode where we talked about um, black men and and our responsibility and our role uh, right. as it relates to black women. Do you think, and, and I don't know if the statistics actually show mm -hmm. or kind of give an indication as to who are the assaultants when it comes to that 36% of black women? Is it mostly black men? Is it mostly black or, or women? Or is it white men? Or is it kind of a mix? It's a mix, but a lot is leaning towards the white men. Really? And that's because authoritative figures. Ah, gotcha. So a lot I of black women, yeah, a lot of, let's say a lot of women of color, period. Right. Because you got to think about Latinos and yeah. Asians. They are assaulted sexually by authority figures. So and a lot of times our authority figures are who? White yeah. male men. Yep. So, um, yeah, so it goes towards, gotcha. it's skewing towards that. And it, and it doesn't always have to be an actual Physical assault, mm -hmm. verbal assault, right. sexual harassment in the workplace. Going back to us they are understanding more, how that can be taken and what levels of assault exactly. really are. Exactly. Right. And they are more, black women and women of color are more likely to be sexually harassed as well. Yeah. That's so that's a, that's a message for black men, too. So we mm -hmm. need to be hypersensitive to the fact that that is what's going on. Yeah. And um, the other thing was shame and fear. Right. Black women have a lot of shame surrounding sex. But that also goes back to slavery. Right. Where the black woman was used as a sexual yeah. piece, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So that shame and that fear stems from that. Yeah. So I, I want to build on that question. You talked about us growing up in the church. Mm -hmm. And as positive as that is, it does have some negative impacts if things don't explain on sexuality. You talked about the shame and the fear. Mm -hmm. So how does a black woman today navigate her own sexual desires and innate feelings versus how she really feels about herself outwardly and what society says? So if, 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 if we have a black woman who's struggling because she knows inside she wants X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. but she's so scared to act on getting X, Y, and Z, what is your advice to her? So my advice is to first surround yourself around like-minded people mm -hmm. um, joining Facebook groups that are similar to what you're interested in and what you're into. Like if you're into BDSM, right? you know, there are a lot of groups out there that do that. Mm -hmm. Joining some of those groups, um, looking at porn, 
It's another good one because you're, especially porn that you're interested in. Like That's really healthy, ain't it? Yeah, porn mm-hmm. is healthy. It's very healthy. Um, going to a strip club, um, getting a lap dance while you're there, going to the sex store, exploring mm-hmm. different types of, you know, sex toys. Because, you know, they will always demonstrate and show you how it works and yeah. all of that. Going to a lingerie store, masturbating, learning what your body likes and what it wants. And then being, because I always say if the more you are expert into who you are, and what you want and what you need, the more confident you are in expressing that. So doing those things help build confidence. Right. And then you can express it to whomever. But you want to also make sure that's the person you can trust. Right. I love your first point about like-minded people. And every example you gave puts you in proximity to people who are acting on those needs or mm-hmm. urges. So then you begin to see that. What I'm feeling is probably much more normal right. than I initially thought. And I shouldn't necessarily be ashamed of it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Normalize it. Well, I wanna I wanna ask one more question from our bank and then I wanna move into the listener questions because okay. some of them are just really, really interesting. But this question, we've already touched on the hypersexualization of, mm-hmm. of women, but what do you think? I read an article. There were two articles I read. One was called um, Who You Calling a Hoe? And the other one was called There's Nothing Wrong With Being a Hoe. And both of the articles was basically talking about the fact that, one, you should feel confident in who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, They're all talking about reclaiming or adding power to the terminology of the word hoe and who can call you that in what instance and how you take it. So thinking about, I already mentioned Horrible Decisions podcast. There's another one here in Atlanta called Cocktails. You've got uh, Amber Rose and her her slut walk where she's pushing like empowerment. So what are your thoughts on those terms that have at times and maybe still now seem derogatory, but being called a hoe or a slut? Like what are your thoughts on where that is and where it's going? Is it Can it be a powerful term? So I think just like... You know how we say we reclaimed the word nigga to... That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah. So I think a lot of women are reclaiming it for themselves. Right. And making it positive. Because they do, they call them themselves that all the time. Like, yeah. oh, girl. Right. I can't believe you said that. Hope. You know, they do that. You know, you're such a slut, girl. So... Fellas, do not try that at home. Do not try... No, men don't do it. <laughs> but women do it with each other. Right. And I think it's their way of making it powerful but to when a man says it to a woman they are meaning it in a derogatory term you know so they don't want to hear from you all they don't they don't want to hear well you such a hoe and this this is the problem it happens with normally and this is what i've seen and this is what i've I've experienced when a woman turns a man down all of a sudden you ain't nothing but a hoe anyway (laughs) right why ain't won't you you little slut you know, so it's like because his feelings hurt because his feelings are hurt. So for women to use it with each other, it's empowering to each other, you know, but to hear it from a man, it's not as empowering. And um, Amber Slutwalk, a lot of people had a lot to say about that. And I, I, I really love Amber Rose. And I had a a, a huge um debate on my Facebook page about something she said. And she had said that when you're in the bed, you could be in the bed, butt naked, 
with this man about to get it on. But you change your mind and you say no. Right. And if you say no, you have that man needs to stop. Right. And so I wrote this whole thing on my page. I'm like, I totally agree. Right. I don't care if, if she is about to go down on you and she say, mm, no, I don't want to do it anymore. I changed my mind. She has the right to get up and leave. Right. Do you know a bunch of men were really against what I said and what Amber Rose said? I think that's terrible. And they felt like, she, oh, well, no, Amber Rose, she's, she's nothing but a hoe. She is, she was a stripper and she this and she that. I don't know why she would say that because that means you just being a tease. And I'm like, no, that doesn't mean that you're being a tease. What right. if her stomach could have started hurting? Her head? Even if she was she being a sick. tease, you or have the right. Yeah, or even if she was being a tease. Why you just talk to her to see what, what's wrong, what happened? I mean, see I, I look at it like this. If, if, I tell, if I tell the homies, Saturday night, we hitting the streets, we going out, everybody gets dressed to show up at the crib to pick me up, and I'm like, I don't feel like going. Like, you have the right to say no there. Yeah. So why not have the right to say no in this other situation? I mean, especially, exactly. like, it's, it is your body. Is your body. You don't have to accept anything in or around your body that you don't want to. Right. I, I firmly agree with that. That's disturbing. It is. Um, because it, it is a power and a control thought mm -hmm. process. It's, 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 it has nothing to do with the feelings of the woman. It's, it's all about that man's selfishness and, and insensitivity to the, the woman that he actually has in the bed with him. Exactly. And, and that, if, if I, I would say the individuals who are in that Facebook who had opportunity or issue with that, <laughs> they need to think about why, like them personally. Because exactly. that's some insecurity, I would think. They it, need to check that ain't shit in this meter. Correct. Correct. Because <laughs> it's on 10. Right. On this, 11 and a half. I would be more concerned about her versus, because yeah. that's that's like, oh man, something must have just happened. <laughs> something had to happen if she yeah. changed her mind. If she, at the that moment quick. that she was going, mm -hmm. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, it's a mm. big one. So with her slut walk, she got a lot of flack for that. You know, some women um, were thinking like, well, why would you name it a slut walk? And why would you do this? And why would you do that? But her idea behind it, again, was to empower women. Right. To be who you are without the fear of being labeled right. something that you're not. Right. You know, so... Those, again, back to what we were talking about, whole and slut, to me, it's empowering. They're trying to, I feel like women are trying to reclaim it and mean something for them. Right. All right, y'all ready to move into some of these listener questions? <laughs> listener and friend questions? You know, I got, I got one I, I, oh, I go gotta, ahead. I gotta share um, really quick, and then we can, we can transition. Mm -hmm. um, in what you see uh, in your profession and as you talk to different folks in the sex industry, like, you know, strippers or, mm -hmm. um, I would say prostitutes or people who are in that life um, of making profit from their sexuality. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think society will, will ever kind of transition that from being really taboo? Because we, we got a... Oh, that's a good question. A real sense of sexuality and things that are sexual being more taboo, we don't want to really talk about it. Do you mm -hmm. think that'll move into like the mainstream of, of norms? Or in that, mm -hmm. is it anything that we should do to kind of help move some of that into the mainstream? I think that, first off, prostitution needs to be legalized. But that's coming from my sociological background. Right. Um, my bachelor's degree was in sociology. So um, I think it needs to be legalized. I just wonder why it's legal in parts of Nevada, but mm -hmm. other areas it's not. But I'm right. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the more we, first off, the more we have conversations surrounding sex, then the less taboo some of these mm -hmm. things will be. Mm -hmm. But... 
also when we stop prescribing shame right. yes. to these. So if a man says that he wants to go out and pay a prostitute to have sex with him, he should not be ashamed to do that. And the reason why I say this is because he could pick an alternative way, a negative way to get sex. And we don't want that. Right. Right. True. True. So if he chooses to go out and, and express his sexuality and his desires with a prostitute, to me, that's a healthy form of getting it out. If you can't get it no other kind of way. Right. And you have to pay for it, then go pay for it. I'd rather you pay for it than to try to take it from someone else. Plus, I think that opens the door to like additional safety. Right. Exactly. The fact the moment it's it's legalized, then this country is about profit. You'll see other mm-hmm. organizations plug in to yep. bring in safety elements, it would, health impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be Long safety for these women. And, mm-hmm. Laws, laws, exactly. Because even though some men choose to go out and do and pay for a prostitute, a lot of these prostitutes are being raped mm-hmm. um, or sexually assaulted in some other kind of way. And there'll be yep. accountability on the backside. And exactly. they don't they don't have a, a vehicle or a mechanism to actually tell about that abuse to exactly. get the justice that they need because we haven't set the structure up to support and then it. And then yeah. they're being arrested. Mm-hmm. The women are being arrested. So it's like if I'm sexually assaulted as a prostitute, how likely am I going to report that crime? Yeah. Because then I have to face the fact that I was prostituting, you know, and then they'll talk about my rape. You know, so right. and then the same with strippers. It's the same exact thing. Like if you think about the scene in Players Club, I just hate that scene. Y'all remember the scene I'm talking about? Which one? Which one? Where the brother goes and he hires the cousin to dance for him, mm-hmm. but it's you know he goes in and he rapes her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's like stop placing these prostitutes and these strippers at a level above. I mean, below any other woman. Right. Respect their body. Respect their time. It doesn't mean that you get to have your way with them. Right. So if we start respecting the profession as a profession first. Yes. Then we can respect the women and then it can start being becoming less taboo. Mm-hmm. That's a great answer. Yeah. And I would I would add one piece to that. I would just say we, we got to absolutely begin to respect women for being women. Yeah. No matter what they do. Exactly. Yeah. It's an art form. You know, stripping is an art form. Mm-hmm. First off, wonderful. I wouldn't be able to get myself on a um I wouldn't be able to get myself on a pole. That takes a lot of strength. Do you know how strong you have to be to lift yourself up Man. and then turn all those flips and do all those tricks? Mm-hmm. You have to be strong. Like I've started researching that more for an upcoming episode and yo. It's, it ain't no joke. It's, it's no crazy. joke. It's a it form of exercise. Expos and like I had yes, no idea. Yes, they have pole dancing yeah. um, mm-hmm. expos and you know that's back to women empowering themselves yeah. and taking it, taking away the shame. Yeah, right. You know, and making it more empowering because there are a lot of pole dancing expos and pole dancing competitions. Right, right. Because of that strength that's behind it, that's some so. Olympic level strength that you see on some of it those is. women and men. Yeah, it is. Cool. When they hold themselves up in the air <laughs> on that pole, Lord have mercy. Shit, I broke an ankle just looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> or right. wrist. Right. Are right, you ready to move into these these personal questions from Let's these listeners? In. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this one. I think this one's kind of fun. 
And it actually <laughs> encompasses a lot of what we talked about. Okay. Uh, women who go through divorce are often stuck when it comes to who they are. And that partly involves sexual health, dating, interacting with men. How would you advise a woman in this position to begin to reconnect with her sexual self, whether it be her old self or reinventing who she really wants to be? So that kind of goes back to that other question you had earlier. And I was talking about the Facebook groups and and I feel like that's basically the same thing. So reading, doing more reading, um, erotica is such a good thing. Yes, reading erotica is yeah, such a there's good There's some great way. ones on YouTube, mm-hmm. Audible books, if you just want to step in there. Mm-hmm. Reading is an awesome way to start reclaiming who you are sexually. Um, and I think I talked about watching porn. Yeah. And I talked about the strip clubs. But I also wanted to mention um, going to a swingers club. You know, a woman can go to a swingers club and even just to watch. Right. You don't have to indulge, but to watch. Right. Because it's something empowering about watching other people engage in right. sex because it's so freeing. It's like they're being so free with themselves. Right. So it's like, ooh, well, I think I could be that free. So I can, I ask a, that. can I ask a question mm-hmm. for a lot? Because going back to how we, <laughs> we were talking about, <laughs> we were talking about taboo, right? I know the moment you say swingers club, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a ton of listeners and their mind immense, it immediately goes to, I'm not going to an orgy, right? So can you break down like more what the environment is like? Because again, I've never been to one, but I've read enough about it. Mm-hmm. I've heard through some of these other podcasts and places that I listen to that it's it's a party where people are mingling, mingling and having a good time. There is sex there, mm-hmm. um, but you're not just walking into a place where the moment you walk in, somebody's going to lay a dick on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, I mean, you ain't got to bust Look, it open the minute or, you walk in the door. Or is it? <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> but the thing is, too, you have to remember that if you go to a sex club, everything is done by permission only. Mm. Anything. It's respect. It's it's all yeah. about the respect. Right. So if someone comes up to you, they have to ask, do you want to engage you know, sexually with me. So no one just walks um, up and puts a dick on your shoulder. Nobody's okay. just walking up, putting anything <laughs> <Right>. on you. <laughs> Ladies, your shoulders can remain dick free. Yes. Unless you don't want them to exactly. remain dick free. Exactly. putting you in a safe zone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, one of the other things um, I was going to say is host a sex toy party. Mm-hmm. You know, a woman, if she can host a sex toy party with a good girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, host one of my parties. One of the Shout out Georgia. Holla at her. <laughs> Right. Host one of my parties um, because you're sitting there. You're able to talk about things in a private environment amongst your friends um, and engage with each other. And then you may learn something from another friend. And you're like, oh, my gosh, you like anal sex, too? I didn't know you like anal sex, girl. You know, how can I have better anal sex? It's like you learn so many things. You get asked so many questions that can help build your sexual confidence again and get you back to who you were. Or you could do a private session with me, right? you know, or somebody like me, a sex educator out there or a therapist out there. So you can start exploring what it is that you want sexually and how to sexually, I mean, how to confidently express that. The other thing too is masturbation. I feel like masturbation is key to a woman knowing her body. Right. So underrated, ain't it? It's very underrated. Before you yeah. know, why is it that, like, from from the men I talk to versus the women, like, 
Dudes will throw out, man. If she ain't ready, I'll just go rub one out. Dudes will throw it out in a minute. Mm-hmm. I struggle to shake real, hands real, sometimes. Like, real I'm confident know. about that. Huh? Right. <laughs> Dudes are like, hey, I'm, you know, just just give me a bump, man. I'm not even going to shake your hand. Your callus is looking rough. <laughs> I don't know what you've been doing. But real talk, why is it that, in my experience, men will talk about self-pleasure masturbation so much easier than will a woman? Or will it be the fact that I'm just a man? So maybe they don't talk to well, me about it. What you mean, women? Right. Talk talk about it. The thing is, a lot of women are afraid mm-hmm. of their body. They're afraid of of what's down there. I've had some women who don't even want a man to perform oral sex on them right. because they're not comfortable with their lady parts. Right. So it takes you being comfortable with your vulva because that's right. what it's called. It's right. not vagina. Vagina is the part. It's right. A, it's the part of the whole but vulva, labia, it's called clitoris. the vulva the whole well I'm the whole part is called vulva right yeah somebody so, else close to mastery too yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he sound like he know he's talking about a little bit but yeah. Yeah, being comfortable with your vulva right. learning the parts learning learning what feels good to you inner labia i'm down yeah I'm you ready. Down. you really down yeah. um but not even that, not just that, also being comfortable with your whole body, right. with what it looks like. Find things that you feel sexy about, mm-hmm. you know, that you think is sexy. Like some women, it's their breasts. Right. Some women, it's, it's the inner inner part of their wrist. Some people, it's the arch of their foot. Let me find out. (laughs) (laughs) But like (laughs) inside the studio joke. But but I was being for real though. (laughs) And then or your stomach, you know. So just learning to explore your body. I always tell women who aren't confident in their bodies to go Mm. to get naked in front of a full length mirror and just start touching and feeling. Close your eyes. Like, I'm gonna share it. something. You know what turns me on more than anything? What? Slow roasted turkey wings and broccoli salad. Really? It is on. But you start visualizing what, you that, that turkey what? wings being roasted. <laughs> I know they're delicious, but damn. <laughs> that's that's one of the things, man. When the wife like pulls that meal together. That do something to you. Send the kids to bed early. Okay, so you know. All right now. (laughs) All right now. I mean, some couples they they have their (laughs) they have their little thing. So she probably so watch this. The the, the wifey gonna have that cooking tonight. Tomorrow night. night. (laughs) As soon as she is, she gonna be like, okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. So another one. I thought this one was. It shocked me a little bit, but I love the question. Okay. Again, more listener questions. I don't remember if this one came from a friend or a listener, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. What are natural ways to make the vagina taste good? So, there are a lot of natural ways. Um, one of the big ones... Rick Ross it, always talks about pineapples. Is that real? Pineapples? It's very real. Okay. It's very real. Uh, and you could test this out, ladies, if you want to. Gra- go to the store, grab a, one of those hold on, pineapples. Hold on one second. Ladies, we're giving you a second to go get a pen That's so you can write happens. this down. <laughs> yeah. fuck, I'm fucking with you. Go ahead. <laughs> I can see everybody on their phone right now. Like, wait but a minute, seriously, I need to write this now. Pause. <laughs> you can test it out. It works. Uh, you can go to the store and buy some pineapple chunks. Mm-hmm. Eat them throughout the day. 
you know, and when you have sex that night, you mm-hmm. will notice, well, your partner will notice that your juices are sweeter. Mm-hmm. And just for clarity, you don't put the pineapple chunks inside. No, you, you need right? to you eat, eat them. them. Okay. Eat them. So, um, PSA. Fruit. Right. So strawberries, kiwi, um, grapes, right. pineapple, which we already said, uh, watermelon. Really? Uh, you just celery. Got all, all the black men stereotypically just got heavy. Watermelon works? Watermelon, well, because watermelon is, first off, is high in water. Right. But then it's also sweet. Celery, mint, um, oh, cranberry juice, coarse water. Making right. sure you're staying hydrated. very hydrated. Maintaining your pH level down there. How do you do that? So maintaining your pH level um, comes with, first off, making sure you're not using harsh soaps. Right. Really, no soap needs to be down there. Water would do just fine. Just water only. Uh-huh. And I already said drinking water. Also, staying cl- like, do not use any foods down there right. when you're having sex. Use the bathroom before and after sex uh-huh. to wash away any bacteria um, before sex so that when he enters you, you're not introducing any bacteria. Um because he's washing. pushing whatever's on the outside on the, to the inside. Exactly. Washing before and after. Using condoms helps a lot. Right. Um, C- can I ask a question on mm-hmm. that real quick? Mm-hmm. So what about, right, every sex product that you can buy doesn't mean it's necessarily good for you. Exactly. So it made me think there are two things I've read about lately, right? There's been a lot of conversation around the flavored and the scented condoms and do they have an impact? And then I forget what this thing is called, but it blew my mind. It's women who are inserting these packs that are, they're created for sex, Mm -hmm. but it's glitter on the inside of you. Mm. Have you heard of that before? I haven't heard of that, but I don't think it's healthy. I think it's called glitter bombing or it's like, it's like basically bedazzling the dick. And I thought it was the craziest thing in the world, but women are getting sick behind that. Yeah. Because you're introducing, you have to understand. Look at your face, brother. First off, the. Bedazzling um, the dick. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Oh, and I also want to say maintaining a good pH balance, taking a probiotic okay. is really good. But, okay, back to that. Introducing any type of foreign object into the vagina creates a, um unhealthy environment because the vagina has to be able to maintain a healthy pH level. So when you're introducing these, the glitter, all that stuff in you, of course it can lead to some type of infections, particularly yeast infection, because that's what yeast infection comes from. Unbalance, right? Um, yeah, pH in your vagina. Is bacterial vaginosis a pH issue? It's a bacterial issue. I guess I probably should have known that because it starts with the word bacteria. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but um, it can it can occur also from an unhealthy pH balance. Gotcha. But yeah, it's it's normally bacteria. Gotcha. So, oh, and another thing to help your vagina continue to taste good, avoid like if you know you're having sex that now you may not want to have asparagus. <laughs> Because, you know, asparagus gives off a really strong odor. Boy, it makes your pee smell horrible, It does. It? And so that carries into, you know, the va- right. va- vagina. Um, avoid onions, Brussels sprouts, any type of gaseous type <laughs> foods. <laughs> I'm serious. Because yeah. <laughs> it can. What you thinking about, bro? <laughs> no, that's, that's any gaseous type food. I mean, that just, yeah, it makes sense right there. <laughs> Kind of logical, like yeah. You might not want to eat no cabbage. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> might want to stay away from beans. You know what I'm saying? And yes, it's twofold. Yes, so yeah. Men and women, right? right. 
Everything is in close proximity. Now. Right. <laughs> Y'all are funny. Mm. Right, here's another question. Okay. What are some natural remedies or recommendations for controlling vaginal odor? Okay. So that also goes back to the ma- maintaining pH because mm-hmm. when your pH levels are unbalanced, it can create an odor, you know, but taking the probiotic, we talked about that. Also, mm. um, cotton panties help because okay. it's helping you breathe right. and so maintain no your, panties. I mean, not all day long. Just when it's about and to no go down, thongs you can do all it. day long. You know what I'm saying? So you want to wear cotton panties throughout the day to keep your moisture levels regulated down there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, loose fitting pants, avoid douches. You don't want to douche. That was one question to douche or not to douche. Not to douche. Dushing is so, you don't need to douche. You don't have to. Your vagina will cleanse it, itself out. On its own. What are your thoughts on like vaginal sprays, Summer's Eve and all those other things like that? You don't need it. You okay. Your vagina doesn't need anything. Right. Other than water. Just, you know, making sure you wash with water. You don't need soaps. You don't need dishes. You don't need vaginal sprays. None of that. Um, if you're having an odor issue, always, always, always make sure you're, you going to your doctor, making sure there's no STD, right. you know, or some type of infection. Before you start any of these natural remedies, you know, another thing is using a condom with a new sex partner makes a difference, too, Mm. because sometimes unprotected sex can create a different pH level in your vagina because your his pH is not matching well with your pH. Wait, We have pH, too. Everybody have pH. I know. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have Uh, another question. mm -hmm. And this one's around. Um, this particular person wants to know how they have a conversation with their partner about sexual positions because she feels physically unsatisfied. Okay. So when it comes to these tough questions, when when tough topics with your partner, I always say make it some type of game. Mm -hmm. You know, there are plenty of games you can go to the sex store and buy. I'm sorry, Um, I had a horrible thought. The the game to me was like, hey, honey, guess what's not big enough? What, baby? You. (laughs) You're like, what? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. No, um, but making it some type of game. Um, so is it that she's not satisfied with the sex position? So she wants to introduce new sex positions? Probably more from, from the way it reads here, she, want, she wants to feel him more. Okay. And she wants to have, she calls his, his sex boring. She wants to feel him more and okay. have more fun. So for a woman to feel a man more, the best positions for that is being on top. Mm-hmm. Um, reverse cowgirl mm-hmm. on top. Uh, him sitting in a chair and she's straddling him. Mm-hmm. That's another good way for her to feel him work because she's in control. But then also it's opening up the vaginal cavity to give her more sensation. Right. So she can start by implementing some more Positions where she's in control and she's being on top because then she control how fast it goes in, how, you know, hard it's going, everything. Um, the other thing, too, to have the conversation, I was go back to the games. Um, right. Sorry, I took you off track. Sorry no, you're good. That. You went cool. off a great track, though. That was a good. Thank you. Side of, yeah. Glad, glad you liked it. Um, but the games. So there's a game out there and I cannot remember the name of it, but. You could buy it from the sex store 
and it talks about different positions. So basically you have, like you may have a question. I'll ask you a question and if you get it wrong, I get a card. And on this card, it may say... Oh, I've played something like this You before. did? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it may say, perform oral sex with me with my legs up in the air, on a chair, or right. on a table, you know? And every time you get a card, those are the things that you get to hand your partner for mm -hmm. them to do to you. You're about to have a lady stacking the deck, change magic trick in it and shit. Yeah, and then oh, you yeah, can create your down. own cards. You know, you can create your own cards. So maybe she can start. Yeah, for what she wants. So maybe she could start by creating some cards about what she wants. Right. Um, what position she wants to try. And then they could play the question and answer game. And as her cards stack up, that's what he has to do or that's what he has to allow her to do. Gotcha. Okay. So that's a great way. To, I always feel like to have conversations about tough topics, making it make it fun. You know, make it fun. Don't make it about shame and don't make it about um, accusations. Nice. So playing a game is a great way to to do that. Cool. All right, I got from the listener questions, there's, there's one more I want to ask. Mm -hmm. And then um, I want to turn it over to you to address anything that you think black women or black men need to hear about sex and okay. sexual health. The question is, I enjoy sex. Freaky sex is fun for me. But that's not what you're going to see when you meet me or even in six months. When dating, I try to hide or avoid revealing that for fear of being labeled as a freak or a whore. So how do you approach dating? How do you engage in that conversation without earning that label? So that's that's a it's a, a good question. It could be tough. It could be very hard, but that's just like with anything. When you have a conversation with somebody, you want to make sure you trust that person. So it takes you getting to know who the person that you're with, mm -hmm. who you want to open up sexually about. And once you start trusting that individual, then y'all can have those different types of conversations about what you like in a bedroom, what type of freaky person that you are. And that goes back to when we talked earlier about what's black about, you know, sex and sexual right. confidence with black women. Black women are made to feel that if they're freaky in the bedroom, that they some type of, like she said, some type of hoe. Or that, oh, you must have had a lot of sex partners for you to know how to do all of this. No, sometimes it's just because I've learned what I want and I know right. how to express that. And some men feel intimidated. And it's like, oh, my gosh, she can do all of this. She may be better at sex than I am. You know, and they don't want to feel that That's way. That's like hitting the jackpot, really. Really, it is. Y'all so should be excited. Right. I'm so proud that she knows so much about sex. Yeah, y'all should be excited about that. But um, a lot of men aren't. Right. They aren't. So it goes back to trusting the person that you want to open up to about your what you like in a bedroom, but also making sure that they are talking about what they like too, because that makes it easier for you to interject and say, well, you know what? I do like that. If he says, you know, I love having anal sex, then she can say, I love anal sex. You know, mm. it's just making sure you have a conversation, but trust the person that you're having a conversation with first and foremost. Ooh. All right. Well, mm. Mika, 
intimate into mate. <laughs> what um what last words or parting words do you have for the listeners today? Anything you want to share with them? I think the biggest thing is well, I think I'm gonna talk to men and I'm gonna talk to women. So for men, learn to respect the woman sexually so that you could have a better sexual experience with that woman. Know that a sexually confident woman is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Y'all can have some real good fun with that. You know, you can explore sexually together. Because it may be you all want to role play. But if a woman isn't sexually confident in that, you're not going to get that from her. You're going to have good, boring sex. (laughs) So if you want good, healthy, fun sex, allow a woman to express her sexual needs to you without you feeling that she's anything less than just a confident woman. Right. You know, for women, understand that the more confident you are in who you are as a person, the more confident you can be sexually and know that it's okay to express your sexuality. It's not a bad thing. So I guess I'm basically saying the same thing to both men and women. Sexual confidence is important. Men have to foster it in our women. Women have to foster it in each other. Because we look at a woman who is, I've seen it and I get it a lot. I've gotten it a lot myself. It's like, she thinks she all that, you know, or she thinks she cute or she thinks she pretty. No, she's just confident and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with confidence. And the more confident you are, the better you, better life you have. Women, make sure that you could take control of your sexual health. Yes. It's so important for you to maintain control of your sexual health. That is um, making sure you get your pap smears, your breast exams, you know, making sure you get your STD test. I always say that women should, before they engage in sex with someone... Make sure you both have had an STD check. Mm -hmm. Um, Using condoms are important if you're not trying to get pregnant or have an STD. If you're not using condoms, make sure you are on some type of birth control, preferably long acting, which is um, like an IUD. Right. So you want to maintain your own sexual health. You're responsible for your own sexual health. No one else is. And a lot of women... Um, find it hard to make a man wear a condom. They do. And that's a really big thing, you know, but you have to. If you want to stay sexually healthy, make sure they're wearing a condom unless you know their sexual health and their sexual history. And most of the times we're not. And that goes like, if you're going to have a one night stand, make sure they're wearing a condom. Don't let them convince you not to. You're responsible for it. So, Love it, love it. That's basically what I have. Mm. All right, brother, you got anything? Nope, great content. Yeah. Beautiful story. A lot to think about for men. True story. And a lot of fun that can be still had yes. with sexuality. That's it. Exactly. Mika, thank great. you so much for coming on the show with us today. I've enjoyed yes. the hell out of this conversation. Well, I enjoyed you all. Absolutely. So for all the listeners who have fallen in love with Mika today, <laughs> please... Hit them with your information one more time. Hit them with the name, how they can get in contact with you, how they can find you. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram. It's M. Nicole Counselor on Instagram. On Facebook, 
is Mika Nicole Alfort. You can find me there. My website is um, MikaNicole.support. And Mika Nicole is M-E-K-A-N-I-C-O-L-E. I guess you can email me if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> you can email me at MikaNRay at gmail.com. That's M-E-K-A-N as Nancy R-A-E at gmail.com. Listeners, especially to the men, actually to the men and the women, um, after you listen to this episode, um, please leave a review, a comment, shoot us your thoughts on it. We want to know. We're still looking to develop more topics, more things of interest, value to you. Um, and the biggest thing I want to say is, if as a result of hearing this show, your sex life goes from a 5 to a 10 or a 10 to a 22, we are accepting all checks, donations, and gracious gratitude. <laughs> so please, please, please share it with us. Yeah, post it. Well, Mika, again, we appreciate it. Listeners, thank you. Peace. <laughs> we out.